What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we've been recording podcasts like all winter and I've been freezing in my basement because (laughs) the heat doesn't get down here, but like spring has finally arrived in the Midwest. So it is wicked hot upstairs and it feels so good in my basement right now. (laughs) It's, it's, (laughs) it's like the first time I've come down here in a long time. I was just like, yes. It's cold. Uh, it's so cool down here. It was cool, but now it's cool. <laughs> Matt, and now you heat jokes. And now you've made it uncool. Congratulations. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hello, everyone. I am Brandon Cruz. And and welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. The trivia game show where we take your calls live. Uh, no, wait, that's that's definitely not the show. Your calls live. First on the air, okay. we have Johnny from Cincinnati. Hey, Johnny, you're on the air. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I just wanted to know, how how can we get in touch with the podcast? Exactly? That, that's right, Johnny. That's a great question. I'm glad you're starting off our spectacular show in that way. There's a few <laughs> ways you can get a hold of us. We are, of course, at apatheticenthusiasm.com. You can find us on Twitter, at apathusiast. You can also find us on Instagram, apatheticenthusiasm. Apathetic under, uh, underscore, I don't remember. Apathetic underscore enthusiasm. Apathetic underscore. I mean, he's en- taking notes. You got to get these right. Brandon. enthusiasm and finally you can find us on facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm also show that's not finally apathetic enthusiasm show <laughs> that's not finally i do actually have one more you can find us or send us messages over on gmail.com that's right <laughs> apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com take it away travis uh, I think that's the official end of funny voices on, on the on the on this episode. We've exhausted it all on the front end. What if we just did an entire episode like improv like that? We can start. Man, Let's do be, it. 
That'd be draining. Let's start. I listen to too much. I listen to too much comedy. Bang bang. I feel like I'd be ripping them <laughs> off. Let's let's start. Let's do it right now. Okay. Well, maybe you could uh, be in a role of a babushka because you have a funky bandana thing over your head. It looks like you're uh, heading back to Mother Russia. Well, welcome to Baba Gagushka's <laughs> Baba Party time! Oh. Party time! Party! <laughs> I'm your host. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> We're going to get in trouble for like stereotypes or something. Uh, we, we actually have, first off, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for, for uh, downloading the episode and, and tuning in. Uh, happy that we could be uh, doing our fast and loose freestyle uh, podcast. The, uh, I don't know, the flip side of uh, interdimensional RSS, which is very serious and regimented and, in in no way freewheeling and fancy free, <laughs> in no in no way that at all. Um, yeah. Uh, so we have a ton of stuff to talk about, Brandon, and I think the first topic on the docket is a new show or a returning show <laughs> uh, that came out just last night. That that's right. Just last night, Real Housewives of Cincinnati, Ohio, came out. <laughs> Cincinnati. And we and we have a special guest on the show. We have we have Susan. She is one of the stars of Real Housewives of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, uh Hey guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. And and uh, let me just say I'm really glad to have you. Um, you know, I I watched the premiere last night and what I what I found so interesting so early on is just how different th- this feels from any of the other housewives shows. Can can you can you tell us just a little bit about your experiences? I mean, I'd be happy to, except I I don't really watch any TV. I uh, I'm a I'm a vegan and we don't we don't we don't consume mass media because we find it we find it lowers our intelligence, you know what I mean? And that's and that's what I found really really interesting is that you you not being big fans of TV that you've submitted yourself to a, a medium that really prides itself on elaborating on all of our weaknesses and, and prejudices and, and, and you, and you've allowed yourself to be caught up in, in that wave. How, how, how have you and, and your husband, Tommy really, how, how have you coped through this? Well, I mean, we just live our own lives and we we try to be a role model for people. So like mm-hmm. if people want to know what we're doing, that's fine. We just we we're too busy to really, you know, stop and slow down. We have so many things going on with our various charities that we run and our GoFundMe pages that we have. Yes. And um I'm I'm doing a, a wine mixer on Saturday if anybody wants to come out. It's uh, it's going to be great. That and that you you bring up an excellent kind of thought that I had, which is one of the things that I found that distinguishes this this series, this Real Housewives of Cincinnati, Ohio, from from other series in the same likeness, is that everyone actually likes each other, and there actually isn't really any drama. It's actually a fairly tame show. Uh, it's 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 the first Real Housewives show <laughs> for families. It's 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 really what it's targeted ha- to. Real, real Real Housewives. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Real Housewives of we actually care about our neighbors and we're Real friends. Housewives on the Family Network. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anyway, it's freestyle now. Anyway, Westworld came out. Westworld came out. Yeah. Uh, I, don't... Uh, I 
I really okay. I, I want I want to level with everybody for a second. If this is your absolute very very first time ever listening to an episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm, I want you to write us in any of the ways that we talked about earlier. Whether it's an email, anything. I just want I want to know who you are. Okay, Westworld season two episode mm-hmm. one. I I don't I don't want to get all spoilery uh, necessarily, but this was a season premiere and uh, it came back really full force it didn't i don't i don't feel like it pulled any punches it it, it didn't ca- cater to the audience in a way that where it, like it felt like uh it had to re-explain too much of what was going on there were elements of that but i feel like this episode just really got right back in to where everybody left off in season one yeah a- a- absolutely um we, we you know I'm just gonna say we're gonna do. I, I think it's safe to do spoilers here. So if you if you want to listen to spoilers on on Westworld, if you haven't watched the premiere episode, well, let me let me just say this: you're you're missing out. And like, yeah, what, go what, watch it. We, I mean, first off, go watch it. What what <laughs> that's, kind, what that's kind my of water cooler listener are you? I mean, we're 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 back in the thick of lost style water cooler discussions. I, <laughs> I I went I went to work today, and we're not starting spoilers yet. I went to work today, and the first thing that happened was I was bombarded by two or three people saying, "Did you watch it? Did you did did you did you watch it?" And I was like, "Yeah, you friggin' moron! You dumb, stupid idiot! Of course I watched you, flimmin' flumasoom." You know, flibby flob flu. You know, what's funny is I had zero people come up to me about the show. And I even asked a couple people and they're like, one person's like, what's Westworld? Oh my God. So I need to, I need to do my due diligence and, uh, and spread the word uh, around the office for, for Westworld. Cause this, like you said, it back in the throes of a lost type show this really is a show where right right from the start of season two, where I wasn't a hundred percent sure like how well they would be able to move from the arc of season one yeah. and 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 get us immediately invested in some new mystery type sort sorts of things. They totally did it. And there are totally things where I was just like, What is this? What is it what is happening? Why why is he doing that thing to his head? Ah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and you're you're absolutely right because you know the the basically the entire first season you are wondering to yourself, okay, what what's going on? You don't really necessarily realize it's two different timelines or three timelines, I guess. Or um, you, you don't you don't necessarily realize that as you're watching it until you know the last couple episodes, and so there's this there's this real kind of mystery uh, intrigue to the whole thing. And since that's a, a big draw to the show, you're immediately wondering going into it, going into season two, okay, like how are how are they gonna keep this this draw up? Like we all we know who's a robot and who's who's not. Well, they they managed some to, of us do. They, some some of us do. <laughs> they they managed they managed to do it. They managed to do it with, with the the premiere of season two, which starts at uh it, it doesn't actually start directly after the aftermath of the massacre that is started by Maeve and Dolores. It's actually takes place 11 days, 11 to 12 days after the initial <laughs> massacre. Uh, okay. and, and it starts, and it starts with Bernard and he's lying on a beach. And so uh, 
I'll I'll say that you know they he gets rescued. I'll use that in quotes, and then it kind of flashes back, and he flashes back now to immediately after the massacre, and and that's where a majority of the the episode takes place is leading us to like through Bernard's kind of versions of the past uh, event. I I think going through season two probably leading us up all the way till. Uh, the opening shot of him laying on the beach. Yeah, there's there's a, and and I guess I guess if we want to open the door for spoilers, uh, we can. But the, I think the last thing I, that I would say is, uh, for anybody that's frustrated at this point in season two, if if you're, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier, but if if you didn't fully get everything that was happening in the premiere, I think that's okay that's part of the point that's part of the fun here so uh i if if you're the type of person that enjoys a show only if you know all the answers yeah maybe westworld isn't for you <laughs> uh but i i think it was cool to have moments i was watching it with my wife and she's like what does that mean what is what is happening and i'm like i i really don't know but i think it's cuz i'm not supposed to right now like right and and now there's elements um, and we'll, we'll just drop a, the first spoiler, right? They, they, um, they come across like a big, like Bengal tiger that's dead along like a water way. And realistically that doesn't fit, but we've gotten hints throughout the tail end of season one and even a little bit, uh, I don't know if, if it's just in some of the additional advertising for the show, but there's definitely some sort of, uh, I don't know if it's like a samurai or like like some sort of Asian park, yeah. That is potentially nearby, or that it, that Delos is at least developing or has that we haven't even seen yet. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of those things where they're giving us glimpses, but I mean, there could be a major arc in season two that takes place with that, and and we don't we haven't seen really any any of it yet yeah so so delos being the basically the major corporation that owns westworld and the other parks and so uh one of the the third hemsworth brother uh he mentions that there's aptly named hemsworth three <laughs> hemsworth three mentions that there's six parks he he, he mentions that at the end right. so yeah. so we know uh, obviously westworld shogun world is is one of them uh, we see that in the previews for the next episode, I think. Um, and and yeah, so which if you're if if you've watched the original like Westworld movie, then this shouldn't come as a surprise to you, right? Like you should be expecting there to be multiple uh, themes yeah. of parks. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that's right, that's right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. Dolores kills lots of people. She this episode so many people. She, so many people. You know she she's found her free will thanks to thanks to Ford, and her free will is telling her you know what I should take over the world of humanity entirely, and it's a, it's a reckoning by by all measures. Uh, meanwhile, Maeve uh, on the other side, you know she was at the end of season one. She was about to get ready to to leave Westworld get on the train, but she, she had a change of heart and I'll say heart instead of programming because she realized, Hey, uh, they want me to leave the park for some reason, but I'm not going to, I'm going to find my daughter. Right. Uh, right. And, and 
And I, I'd forgotten between season one and now that she was the one who released all the other hosts that were down in frozen storage. Uh, right. Yeah. Like, so, she, yeah. so she, so it would have been just Dolores going around killing a bunch of people, but it, it just happened to maybe, uh, coincide with Maeve releasing all those hosts as well to really set everyone free. I I feel like there's part of me that wants to go back and watch at least the last two episodes of season one. Mm -hmm. I I think it might've been a good idea for me to renew my HBO (laughs) now uh, subscription, maybe three days before the the premiere instead of the day of. Um, And and I think I will still go back and rewatch some of those because I would like to have a, be a more clear picture of what happened in, in those last couple episodes because mm-hmm. the this season really does tie directly into that and you have you know almost the same events still taking place so I, I i think if if you're a binge watcher if you haven't watched season one and and you want to binge watch through the first season and then jump into season two i feel like you can do that very quickly you can yeah um, and and and, yeah, and do but, it and do it before your friends and coworkers at work start talking around you and just spoil yeah it. yeah it, especially if it's fair i mean there's some some good spoilers in this yeah show. yeah yeah uh but yeah i mean just 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 real just real quick yeah i mean we find out what happens to the man in black he's he's still alive and and he's happy it's not a game I keep seeing on Reddit. That's right, the stakes are real. I keep seeing on Reddit that it's uh, you know, it it's like he he beat the game and then he wants he's starting again, but a new game plus. <laughs> and or, <laughs> or he has or like when you're playing Diablo and you're like, I want to play on uh where it's permadeath, <laughs> like yeah, I'm gonna put it on legendary mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that so that that's what he that's what he's up to. Um, and and yeah, who who any. One of the other things is uh, the young lady whose name escapes me, but she wore that yellow dress to the, the last party. Charlotte is and her name in the Charlotte. show. Charlotte, yes. Uh, so she's a Delos employee yeah. who is not directly tied to the park per se and shows up towards the end of season one to kind of um, be there to see the new the new event that they're creating and the new storyline and everything and, and make sure that things are working correctly. Uh, as she is trying to escape, uh, as the hosts have, have turned on everyone, she's escaping with Bernard and the escape route that they attempt to access, uh, they're blocked off from. Uh, and then she reveals that there is yet another way to get out that even Bernard is, is not aware of. Mm-hmm. And she, she has an interesting line as, as they're uh, entering the location. She says, this is not me reading you in, uh, <laughs> which I find very interesting where she's, she's basically saying, I'm taking you into a space that you don't know about, but this isn't me trusting you with this information. This isn't me saying it's a, like you're part of this, you know, uh, level of leadership but for for the sake of both of our lives i'm i'm going to i'm going to let you come down here and yeah. so we're seeing glimpses again uh sort of sort of like sort of like with lost if we can continue to make the connections here <laughs> uh we we thought the show was one thing in in the first season and i think we're going to continue to see layers pulled away to a point where we're we're going to see the bigger company that that's really at work here we're going to see the other areas 
So while the first season was really all just about the Wild West themed area, I, I could see the show could potentially growing uh, to a level where uh, it's not necessarily even about that. Yeah. And and I think that that's a danger for the show, if I'm being honest, where if, if the show tries to go too far with that, uh, they may lose some of their audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, p- p- potentially. And I... We've talked. We've talked about this before. We talked about. We talked about Westworld at the movie. We, I mean, we may have talked about Future World a little bit at the movie. I'm not really. I don't really recall that much. But the Future World is, you know, whereas Westworld is just this. These guys exploring this park and having fun, and then not having fun because they're getting shot at. Future World is goes like a more corporate angle, and it talks about the Delos, the you know, the evil corporation replacing politicians and big business people with with robots and and i i think you know we mentioned the uh charlotte and bernard in the little factory uh there's there's t- he sees the the drones pulling dna from one of the hosts and then extracting it and you know she's like she's like don't don't give me grief about it uh <laughs> i you know i i can see this show series going in that direction with replacing people with with robots and and that brings up a, a different point which is if they can if they can replace ro- people with robots with dna of those folks and maybe there's you know a sense of soul or, or uh, it retains their personality or, or what they're like then you know there's a question of whether ford is is gone whether ford is alive still or dead or dead mm, and yeah. And there's well, and and that's and that's a th- that is that ties into a theme that already exists with Bernard himself, right? I mean, Bernard is not truly who he represents. He's he is in the image of you Arnold. know uh, of Arnold, yeah. uh, you know the former co-creator of 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 the entire place. So, uh, I, I I don't think it's a stretch to feel like okay, we were replacing real people with hosts. And and blurring those lines between who is real and who isn't, yeah. Um, to the to the point where some of them may not even know whether they are or not. So, yeah, and, I, um, and I've, good I've got, good things, good things. And I've and I've gotten I've gotten a few people who are like, oh, ooh, even before the series the season started again, like, oh, is you think you think Ford is dead? You think Anthony Hopkins is dead? Or I I think I think he's still alive. And and going into the season, I said. No, he's he's dead. Like they shot him. Like the whole point of it was for him, for Dolores to to kill him and then to be free, yeah. right? Uh, right. But but I, I I've I've since modified it to include a disclaimer in that I don't think he is around still. But if he was, then there's there's two schools of thought, and I'll tell you which one I go with. W- one school <laughs> one school is that he is alive and still and that what what got shot was his robot clone that's the first school the second yeah. school which is what i would go with if i had to go with ford is still alive is that he pretty much put his consciousness into the body of a robot and so instead of being an old man who's going to die someday he put himself into a robot essentially using dna his memories right to to make sort of uh what is that called? Um, the movie with Johnny Depp. Uh, uh, Transcendence? Is that what that something is? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. 
anyway, so but. so if, if if he's alive, I would say he's alive in that sense to lead the robot uprising, basically. All right. Well, uh, I mean, with all this said, I I'm excited for the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, this this is one of those shows that has the potential to really um, do something unique and and push some limits, and it it already has. Um, we, yeah. we could we could give a, a, a shout out to uh, the the folks over at Brokebot Mountain who I'm sure are <laughs> thrilled that, that the season is back. You guys uh, just you guys just let me know when you want me on the show. I will be there. I will I will be there any any week after an episode to to talk about this. You you guys you, I mean come on Brokebot guys you know you know me you know me <laughs> come on. Come on. Uh, uh, well, well, I, well I, 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 I don't, I don't want to belabor this subject anymore. I just, but are there anything? Is there anything that you really need to say about episode one that the, we didn't touch on? The, the very last thing I want to say is this was written by uh, Lisa Joy and, and and some dude who I don't remember his name. That, uh, and and it doesn't matter who that guy's name is. I mean, it does. I'm sorry if he's listening. He's not. Uh, he's not listening. Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, who are husband and wife, she wrote a majority of season two. I read this last night while she was pregnant with her with her son. So, uh, and then she wrote, I think, a, a good portion of. Uh, maybe she directed like the pilot episode while she was pregnant with her daughter. So, wow. just sh- shout out to to badass women, Lisa Joy. Yeah, a, a good second. Good on you. I'm looking forward to the season. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to find a way out of this topic <laughs> and into uh, some video game discussion, something yes. that that we haven't done cooperatively in quite a while. That's and that right. is play a console game. <laughs> uh, you, you, you required that I uh, re reactivate my Xbox gold account just for a month. Uh, so th- <laughs> so th- no, nah, I think I, I think I did a year cause it, hmm. I mean, it breaks down to, but I, I, that means I gotta use my Xbox more, um, but yeah, we we played a way out, and and this was a game. How did you originally find out about this game? Uh, I think we saw it at like E three or or whatever. Uh, we'd seen which I'd seen previews for it. I'm pretty sure you saw previews for it too. Just where it was like it was marketed right away as a purely co op experience, and I and I thought I thought that was an interesting like uh, approach to games nowadays where everything is either like, you know, massive multiplayer or shooters or uh, single player experiences with maybe a Pokemon collection aspect to it, (laughs) you know? Well, and and it does, it blends a couple of styles of game. I feel like where there is sort of like that tell telltale style of uh, like a a predetermined storyline that you're playing through. Some of the action sequences aren't necessarily, uh, action as much as it is timing button presses and, yeah. and things like that. But there are some cool puzzle elements in the game. But the fact that it takes that story and then, you know, forces you to play it collaboratively and actually have somebody there with you, mm-hmm. I think adds a different, uh, a different feel to the game. And, uh, and, and depending on who you're playing with, uh, I think your experience could be uh, potentially different. That 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 is right, and that's why John, if you're listening to this episode, you gave me shit when I posted on Twitter that we were going to talk about this game, and I saw and played with you, uh, and then you sent me a lot of emojis where you're crying. Uh, I'm so <laughs> I'm still waiting to play with you uh, because because yeah, it's 
I, I'm interested to see how that experience is different playing a different character with another personality. Uh, so, uh, okay, John, I'll play with you. A way, a way out basically is your, uh, your two cons and you basically start in prison and it, the first quarter third of the game is a prison escape game where you're, you're working together with your partner trying to escape Shawshank. <laughs> we'll, we'll make <laughs> more Shawshank. frame. <laughs> we'll yeah. make, make more Shawshank uh, jokes as we go on. And then you, then you escape prison and uh, you and your partner are trying to find the guy who's ruined your life and That's right. get revenge on him. Uh, so it, it's it, settle the score, if you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's there's, I don't know. Like I had a lot of fun playing this game. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun, um, but not to, not to massage your ego too much. I think it was a lot of fun because I was playing with you <laughs> and we were riffing on the game for half of it. And I mean, the game itself is, is good. Um, but I feel like if I'd played with a really boring person, uh, I'd, it may not have been as enjoyable. Uh, and, and, and likewise, whenever I play with John, I'm going to play with him. <laughs> um, you know, he's not a boring person, but there, there are times when I, when I, when we're playing the game where I could have easily, I could have easily messed mess with you for so long. And, and I'm anticipating it now that he's going to pull that on me and I'm, I'm going to get pissed off at him at some point in time. <laughs> um, but, but we're going to, we're going to keep playing. Um, it, it, you're right though. It's, it's a, it's a good game. And I, I think that's what they're banking on. It's a good game because you're, you're playing with a friend and, uh, I played with, with the kid a little bit just for like the little first part. Not even, we didn't get to the, the naked shower scene part, but, <laughs> um, and we're like gotten to like a, like a, a fist fight and he was missing the buttons and all that type of stuff. Uh, but yeah. it's, it's an easy enough game where, you're not you're not running and you're not jumping and you're not you're not platforming or anything like that. It's a very slow, even storytelling type type game. Uh it's it's Which really I, good. It's interesting that sort of game because it's kind of this middle ground between watching a movie, which is a very passive experience for the most part, and playing a game where you are pretty much active the whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, aside from like cutscenes, and and this is that weird kind of mesh of in between where you're 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 involved, you're moving your character around, you're exploring a different area, but for the most part, the the game is on rails. Like you're you don't have that much freedom of movement. You get into some spaces where you can kind of goof around and you know ride the seesaw together or whatever to <laughs> to X cons on playground equipment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like for the most part. You have a set objective, and it's up to you how long you take to get to it, whether or not you delay it by exploring a little bit or whether or not Play you're just like, let's, let's, just, let's just get right to it. <laughs> yeah, there, there, are, there are, for a game that's about two dudes that escaped from jail and then are fugitives, there are a lot of weird little mini games and stuff baked into it where like you, you find yourself in a farmhouse and you can play like musical instruments and try yeah. to see how many notes you can hit in a row. Yeah. Or there's like horseshoes just sitting somewhere. And you beat me on the uh, horseshoes. I mean, I'll, uh, 
if we if we had more time, if we weren't we we weren't running from the cops, I would totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well there's a there's a there's a game in a hospital where you try to lean back in a wheelchair and hold your balance and, balance and you destroyed me at that game i couldn't i couldn't like even keep up for like a second and you're just like uh, 30 seconds back and forth uh, uh. there's 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 a mini game at the very beginning that we because we, we kind of jumped right in and and so for those listening and who haven't who don't know what this game even looks like it's it's split screen the entire time. So even if even if you're online, you can see what the other person is doing and who the other person is talking to and whatever. So we 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 kind of jumped right into it. And we skipped past a lot of dialogue with random NPCs. But there's you and I missed the mini games at the beginning where like you can do like pull ups and sit ups and push ups. Oh, we could we could have had some workout challenges. Yeah, and like the whole thing is like you, like you're tapping. Um, it was hard. My my I I played I played again and I I rocked it. Um, yeah. So the 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 story. Let let's let's talk about story. Really, it's a tale of two guys, Leo and Vincent. Leo is a he was he was like a gun runner type type guy. He had a wife, he has a kid, and then he he goes to prison. He's he's not framed cuz he just happens to get knocked out at a drug deal or or gun deal gone. Yeah, they were selling like a diamond or something. Yeah, he's trying right. to trying to sell like a diamond. And then he gets he gets betrayed by uh the the villain Harvey. of the story. Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, that's and right. So he's he's on a mission to uh to break out of jail so he can seek his revenge on Harvey who left him to kind of take the blame after Harvey killed a guy. That's right. And then Vincent on the other hand, he his brother was murdered by Harvey. So he wants to get revenge on Harvey. Yeah, uh, Vincent was like a banker who was involved in some money laundering and then got wrapped up in it all, yeah. got got caught and now he's in jail too that's that that's right that's right uh so you got so here's the here's the thing about the story in 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 my in my opinion and travis i'm I'm sure I, we've we talked about this i think you feel the same way it was a good story like where you're you're building this relationship between these two men the entire game and you know you're you're making decisions but you're making decisions kind of as partners and you're you're making decisions as partners but as as real people, you're also being invested in. Like I'm making this decision because you know I'm, I'm his friend. I'm becoming his friend, and we we you know we should consider each other's feelings. I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, and there's literally game mechanics where there will be a a point where it's like, hey, do you want to cross this bridge or sneak around? If you cross the bridge, you have the potential to you know maybe have a, have a more of a a run in with cops where if you sneak around you might be safer and and you have to decide together as as players are you going to go Vincent's way or are you going to go Leo's way and and the way that they kind of create those checkpoints throughout the game you know it it causes you to make those decisions and really uh kind of come from that perspective of the characters like okay well I'm going to I'm going to give up what I want because I feel like you know maybe he has a better idea or you know, I or you could really legitimately have an argument like, no, we're not going that way because we're <laughs> gonna die. Versus if we go this way, yeah. 
we have a, we have a better chance of survival. So uh, I, I felt like that was really good, and it again helps to kind of make you more invested in the characters <laughs> and what they're going through. Yeah, there, there's there's a point where you're still in prison where where Leo says, "We do it my way, okay?" <laughs> and then later on, we had a decision to make, and I was like, "Come on, Travis, you, you we said we we're gonna do it my way. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> you said we we're gonna do it Come my on. way." Yeah, you know, do it your way next time. But risk. Um, so, so you build these relationships uh, between me and Travis, Leo and Vincent, and I don't know. Do we want to? Can I just jump to the ending? No spoilers, but okay. No spoilers. Just the no spoilers. The sense. The sense about it. Okay. Okay. Uh, the ending left us. I think I could talk to you, talk for you about this too. Like the the ending left us a little disappointed because it takes that whole idea of you're you're building this a real kind of relationship with these characters and being invested in them, and then at the end it takes all that agency away from you, and yeah. you're you're no you, you, now it is on rails and you're making decisions as the character that you wouldn't make. <laughs> In, in yeah and and that's and and that i i think is the hardest part about the ending for me is uh when you don't have a choice but the game is still forcing you to to play out that character uh and and really almost go against what you feel you should do um and 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 maybe it's just us maybe it's it's the way that we played the game that it, that generated those feelings. I don't know. May, maybe if someone else uh, will like how how things play out, and then and then like the opportunity to kind of make some of those decisions uh, in a certain way. But for for both of us, uh, we 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 felt more hesitation, and and I think the the ending of the game kind of kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there we we felt like there there are base there are basically two endings to the game, and uh, we won't get into what those endings are. But in my mind, I felt like there should have been four distinct endings to the to the game, uh, based off of based off of the totally agree the decisions that yeah. we made, and they they didn't have it, and it, w- it would have been easy to do, and it would have I, I don't know it could have. It could have made the, the the game a lot better. The ending really does. <laughs> just thinking about it now, I want to I want to bitch about it <laughs> specifically, but I won't. It, but we won't. The, maybe, the game. Maybe the journey was good. The ending was not. Yeah, the the journey was good. And uh, if the 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 last thing I'll say about the game is, uh, and maybe this is a selling point for you if you want to try it out, is it is not a game that requires both participants to purchase the game. Uh, which is a unique aspect as far as console multiplayer gaming goes, where uh, one person can buy the disc for this, and then so long as you have the Xbox account and can play on multiplayer, you can invite another player in to play with you who has not purchased the game. You, they do have to download the trial version just so that they can actually, you know, run the software, but they can they can run it off that trial version and not have to pay for the full game. And you still get the full game experience minus Xbox achievements. So if, 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 if achievements are something that you're desperately concerned about, uh, then you, you're going to want to fork over the actual retail price. Which is exactly why I'm going to, another reason I'm going to play the game with John, because he bought it for Origin. So we're going to, we're going to play it. 
All right. I'm not. I'm not. Very good. I'm not being forced to play it. I want to play it with them because I want to see if our relationship is different than yours and mine was. <laughs> and and just and, tick off how many uh, <laughs> Shawshank references you guys bring up because we had so many. And the whole do frame. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's let's move into the cinema realm a little bit. We've talked about TV. We've talked about some video mm-hmm. games. I want to talk about a film that I did not expect to be able to see in the theaters, uh, but it was a movie that my wife, who historically has not been fond of horror suspense films, uh, was actually excited to go see, and that is A Quiet Place. Uh, I, I, my, my daughter today, I took her to see The Last Jedi, uh, opening weekend. Yeah. I took all of my kids and they ran a trailer for a quiet place before the last Jedi, huh. which that trailer was, was pretty intense. I felt like it was, it was, it was a little bit frightening. It, it, it scared the crap out of all of my kids. Uh, and I think it ruined the last Jedi for my youngest daughter. Cause, cause she was like put off for the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she asked me this morning, she's like, did you go see that movie that, that the the preview like scared all of us when we went to see Star Wars. I was like, yes, I did. She's like, was it scary? I was like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't really that scary. No. Um, suspenseful moments for sure. But overall, I felt it was like a pretty good good movie. What What did you think as the as the resident horror expert on on this podcast? I I liked the movie. I. I keep wanting to say I like the movie a lot. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say because I feel like I, I should like the movie a lot. I I do like the movie. I do recommend. I do recommend seeing it. Um, but I but I have, I have issues with it, and I that might be a symptom of me seeing it with my younger brother Brett, who, uh, he, <laughs> the way he watches movies, I love him. He's very critical of all movies he watches, even the ones he likes a lot. He just he he picks he picks okay. he picks them apart and looks for plot holes and stuff like that. That's kind of him what him and my dad do, and uh, so so I think after seeing the movie, what a miserable existence your <laughs> your family leads. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I picked I picked a little bit uh picked it apart a little bit, and I I don't know if I would have been as critical about it had I not seen it with with my with Brett, but um but I do but I do like it. The A Quiet Place. So, for those who aren't aware of this, is directed by John Krasinski, Jim Jim Krasinski, yes. R- written and directed, I believe. Uh, I don't know if it was... adapted adapted from another. Uh, I think it's an adapted screenplay. You you, you might want, you might want to check the the writing thing while while I while I keep talking. Uh, I don't have my laptop, otherwise I'd do it right. Uh, so the direct I know is directed by Jim Krasinski. He John. Jim. <laughs> I keep saying Jim. I my my uh over there at my comic spot, my comic store, he calls him Jim Krasinski and it's it's ruining me. Okay. That was a uh, shout so out. John Krasinski is credited in, uh for the screenplay, but also Brian Woods and Scott Beck yes. are also credited. He he so. helped rewrite some of it. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> okay. He uh, this is a second movie that that he's directed and and I think I read an interview that he didn't he didn't want to he didn't grow up watching horror movies, um, so it's interesting that he's now you know directing one of the, one of the more popular ones. Um, it, it, so it's about a family who is 
maybe half a year or so after a, an alien invasion of sorts. And these aliens are, they hunt by sound. And so the entire movie is them hiding from these aliens, trying to live their lives as normally as they can, but without making sounds or being able to, to speak really. And, and that brings up a lot of creative ways to incorporate sound design into the movie and use silence strategically to uh, a good effect and juxtapose it with loud sounds to really get you off guard. So a, a scene might be completely silent, maybe just a, uh, like a background reverb of a, of a hum of, of, of noise. And it's really, 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 really soft, really soft. And all of a sudden just boom, loud noise. And, and it, and it gets you because the, the quiet to loud is just so jarring. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, so you're you're not you're not a horror fan, Travis. But so so tell me how you felt about the movie. Um, I I think that overall, I I really enjoyed um the relationship within the family. Uh, I felt like there were some interesting family dynamics that were dealt with here, and and one of the biggest things that seems to kind of be hanging over the story. Uh, through the majority of the film is the fact that uh, the wife and mother uh, in in the movie played by Emily Blunt is is pregnant and in in a scenario where making sound uh, will kill you the thought of having a newborn child is horrifying in and of itself um, so so I, I I one of the things that really uh, grabbed my attention in this was the ways that the family developed methods to protect themselves, uh, from, from the creatures, right. uh, whether it's walking on sand or using lights, uh, soundproofing rooms, uh, you know, developing, uh, almost like a coffin to keep, to keep the baby in, uh, to help guard it, uh, its cries from, from the outside <laughs> world. Uh, yeah, it was it was very interesting, and and uh, and then also you have uh, the daughter character who who is deaf and 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 require requires a cochlear implant to yes. to be able to hear, and and how the father is uh, is trying to uh, work on that technology to try and give her the opportunity to uh, have a more fulfilling life, even in a time when their life is so. <laughs> you know, restricted. Yeah. Um, and, and, but and, as far as, as in Mills, uh, her, the, that, the act, the, the daughter's name is Millicent in, in real life. And here, here's, here, I just want to make a point to that, how awesome it is because John Krasinski wanted specifically to get an actress who has hearing issues. Uh, so, so that right. the actress actually is, uh, deaf for all intents and purposes. Wow. And, that, uh, that's pretty awesome. And and so just how important it was for him to get somebody and get representation from someone who has that uh, that affliction. Uh, so yeah, I, I want wanted... in the deaf community. That's that's I did, I actually hadn't hadn't read that. So yeah. that's, that is pretty awesome. Uh, and she does a great job in in the movie too. I um I, I really thought that the cast uh, did well. Um, I I found it interesting that Emily Blunt was not originally uh the <laughs> cast for the film, but being 
married to the director she she read a version of the script and was like no i want to be in this yeah uh, fire, <laughs> and, fire the other person <laughs> and make it happen <laughs> um but i i will say while i am not traditionally a person that watches a ton of horror films uh, i have i have watched uh, my fair share and i i'm aware of certain tropes and and, yeah. and and things that are are classic to to horror films and and there were a few things in here where i was just, a lot of this the the this is a suspenseful film right because mm-hmm. constantly at any moment the idea that you can't make sound every action that you have is is intensified right <laughs> yeah. so so i'm i'm watching this movie they're playing like a board game where the pieces they've swapped out to make it a quieter board game yeah and 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 that becomes one of the most intense moments early on in the film because they accidentally knock something over and it makes a loud sound and suddenly their whole family is at risk like the thought that you know your family could die because you slipped while playing a board game yeah like that's that is the level of suspense where everybody is sort of on edge and and i feel like as an audience member it puts you on edge i'm sitting in a a reclining seat in a theater (laughs) that has that like fake leather on it and if i shift wrong my whole seat like and so like you have to like sit still like during the movie right because like you can't make sounds i I, i'm Um, I'm glad i'm glad you brought that that up uh i was uh I was listening to another podcast, uh, Film Roast, and they were they were talking they were talking about um, they were talking about a quiet place, and one of one of the girls, uh, sorry, they they don't listen to this podcast either. So, uh, <laughs> one of one one of the hosts, she talked about the theater that she was in, uh, in people eating popcorn, right? And I was very very attuned in in at the the Glendale movie theater that I saw the movie in, everyone else was very, very attuned to how quiet everything got. And when everything got super quiet, everyone started eating their popcorn like just real, <laughs> like just, real, just real soft. And I will I will say I it's, watched this film in a theater, but it was a uh it was like a weeknight late showing yeah. where it was not a packed theater. And I do I I am curious to I like. I wonder if it, this was a full theater, how different the experience would have felt. Because I know that, especially with you know comedies and horror movies, this this tends to be true. Where if you see it with a lot of people, it can, it can have a dramatic yeah. uh, effect on your experience of the film because of that collective you know environment yeah. that, that you're experiencing it together. So 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 the theater I watched it in was pretty full, and and this is probably not the, the you know this anecdotal. So this is probably one of many experiences for people who've seen the movie out there. But my theater, anytime it was quiet, everyone was super quiet. Uh, I, I, which, which is good. I watched this movie in the theater with Chelsea. Good, good long time ago. It's called orphan. And, uh, there's also, there's a deaf girl in orphan and I, it's a, it's a good movie. I recommend it actually. And, uh, the whole point of the movie is they they adopt an orphan girl who isn't what she seems, but there's a but there's a daughter who's an actual part of the family who's who's deaf, and there's a point in the movie where she loses her her hearing aid so she can't hear anything, and it's it's a really brilliant way in the movie they just they turn off all the sound and it's it's silent it's completely silent uh, and she's that's it, tense because you can't 
can't hear anything. You're in her shoes more so than even in, in a quiet place. Uh, we saw that movie in the theater and there were people talking through this complete silence part. Ah, unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. It was so, it was so <laughs> frustrating. So when we saw a quiet yeah. place, well, when I saw it, Chelsea's mad at me. Mm. When I saw it, it was, uh, it was such a relief that people understood the importance of silence in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, overall, this, uh, this wasn't a, a category of horror film that, uh, particularly gets to me. I, I think aliens and, and, uh, some monsters, uh, that I'm just, I'm fine with it. Doesn't, it doesn't trigger something in me where I'm like, yeah, that, that leak keeps me up at night. Um, so, so that's, and, and for, yeah. And, and realistically, uh, I felt like it was maybe a little too predictable for me. Um, I, the, the big reveals towards the end of the film, uh, I kind of saw coming and, and I don't say that to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm super <laughs> smart. I, I, I just, it, it, it was, I do enjoy a movie that can surprise me in that way where there is a good twist or something where I'm like, yeah. Oh, I totally didn't see that coming. And, and this, I was just like, yep, that's, that's what I thought yeah. it would go towards. And and it wasn't me trying to, trying to guess the game of, of the, of the film. It was just like that, that logically for me was, was the direction that, that they would move. Yeah. And, and, and I, it, here's the thing with, with the movie. I don't think they weren't trying to trick anybody. they, yeah. They were, they were pretty much forecasting that that direction for the the film uh, of of the the resolution. Um, I do I do want to briefly get into a spoiler. So if you haven't seen a Quiet Place and you want to know what happens in the movie, stop listening now. Now, do 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 do. Stop Bye. listening now. <laughs> okay. The- I think we're down to like two people left listening to this episode. <laughs> The ones that are huge Westworld fans uh, don't care about a way out That's and right. already saw a quiet place. <laughs> uh, so a way out. Uh, okay. <laughs> we have so many spoiler off frames in this episode. <laughs> uh, you know, actually funny with the way out. We didn't, we didn't spoil that one really at all. No, no, we did a good job. Yeah. Good, yeah. good job. Okay. But, but specifically about a quiet place, here's the thing the the whole movie leads up to she's deaf uh, John Krasinski, his character is trying to take care of his, his family and he's trying to take care of his daughter and he loves his daughter and he's trying to make different cochlear implants to, to help her hear. Well, one of the implants that he makes her happens to be like the same frequency that causes feedback in the lis- listening anatomy of the monsters. And because of that, her hearing aid uh, like basically hurts the monsters well, at the right. very end of the movie, that's like she puts her her implant to the the speaker, and then just you know, here here's here's it here it is. It's Mars Attacks too. That is my that's my comment with it. It's basically <laughs> it's basically a retelling of Mars Attacks because the the sound makes the monster go. And and it, it allows Emily Blunt to shoot him in the head with a shotgun. I need to watch that movie again. It has been a long time <laughs> since I watched Mars Attack. Uh, um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess that's fair. 
And uh, the fact that John Krasinski's character sacrifices himself for his kids. Spoiler. Um, yeah, I'm we joking, are in spoilers know, now. Joking, we yeah. got there, That's Brandon. That's you, man, bro. Um, it was hard for me because in, on the one hand, you know, amazing moment where he is putting, uh, his, he's laying his life down for his children, for their safety, uh, so that they can make an escape. But at the same time, I'm thinking if his daughter just turned her hearing aid back on, that, that thing would be gone. Like, you know, so, so for me, that was a frustration where she'd already sort of done it twice up, up to that point where she had, she had caused monsters to, to run away from her when she had that thing cranked up. Yeah. So but, but, I was just like, I don't know. And, and she, and she didn't, she didn't really realize yet that that's what, yeah. Was and happening. that's, and that's the benefit of the doubt that, yeah. that I give the character yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I know she, I can't expect her to be <laughs> that, you know, but you know, I, I'd figured it out already. Come on, guys. No. <laughs> the, 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 the very last, this is, uh, the very last thing I, I'll, I'll say about the movie is the very final scene. Uh, so Emily Blunt, she actually, she's manages to shoot a monster in the face and kill it with the help of Millicent's hearing aid. And the shotgun blast draws all these monsters, uh, to their centralized location. So Millicent shares a look with Emily Blunt, puts her, <laughs> puts the earpiece to this giant PA system, and Emily Blunt takes a shotgun and she cocks it and smiles or like like kind of like smirks, and that's the end of the movie. It is so out of place. It yeah, it's real bad. It's the worst. It's, it's the worst part of the movie that. Like you, how many shells do you have in that thing? Really? It, it, yeah. It's it 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 changes the movie into like this this taut, silent thriller, to a yeah. no. Yeah, we're gonna I feel like it. I feel aliens. like it should be like a uh, <laughs> uh, one of those those drive-in movies. What is it? Uh, what are the what is the, what are the movies where oh, it's like, like Grindhouse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's the sequel. It's like a Grindhouse film. Where <laughs> They're they're on their way out to, to to seek their revenge. The monsters killed their father, but now the the ball is in their court. It, it's like <laughs> Emily Blunt is <laughs> Emily Blunt is pregnant, bitch. She <laughs> the the it, it's like it's like Alien to Aliens, where like Aliens just get so much actiony. So it so <laughs> the sequel to this will be A Quiet Places. You just, you just pluralize it. A loud place. <laughs> she's got a shotgun and she's ready to ready to roll. And, she, and, she, and the, uh, the all right. is just like banging on a pot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've we've pretty much circled the bases here on 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 all sorts of media. There's there's one thing I want I want to make a quick note on, uh, and I've seen mixed reviews on social media about it, but it is uh, another opportunity that the the old Nintendo company has made at, at, at trying something new and, and trying something different. And that is uh, Nintendo Labo, Labia. which, which dropped, which, which dropped this, this weekend. Uh, and, and there, there are a lot of people that are, that think this is a ridiculous idea that Nintendo is selling sheets of cardboard and, and trying to get people to spend 70 or $80 for it. Uh, I went out day one purchase and, and purchased the variety pack uh, for my family and I, and I wanted to give a quick update on, mm. on my thoughts. So 
we have we have built three of the five uh, intended uh, projects. Mm-hmm. The the mm-hmm. two that we have left is a motorcycle racing game, mm-hmm. and then the piano, the infrared piano, uh, which we're kind of saving for last because it looks like it might be one of the coolest things. So, okay. um, I the the game you you get a giant box. It's got tons of sheets of cardboard. Everything's pre cut. And uh, I will say that the quality of the cardboard is pretty decent. And as far as I've, I've, I've had many situations in my life where I was asked to punch things out that were <laughs> pre-cut and the, the cuts were not that great or things ripped or things tore. Uh, for the most part, everything has been uh, a, a really solid quality. Uh, all of the like fold lines and everything have been really, really good. So at that level, uh, I'm very happy with it. the 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 software that that is shipped with Labo is it is a game cartridge that that you pop into your Switch, uh, and it has three elements to it. Essentially, there's a build element, a play element, and then discovery. So the build element, pretty straightforward. It goes step by step. Uh, every everything you need to do to build the toy cons, as they're called, uh, which are the interactive toys that that work with the game. Um, the first one that we built is a is a little house that you can s- pop the switch into the front, and uh, that becomes a large window into the house where a little creature lives. And then <laughs> there are three openings on each side, yeah. and you build a cardboard button, cardboard crank, and a cardboard key that you turn. And depending on which holes you, you put those in, it creates diff- like nine different mini games that you can play. Uh, then there's like an additional thing you can build. Uh, that kept my kids happy for like a day and a half that that one thing and they and they they're still playing with it um the build process for that took a couple of hours we took some breaks um but all of my kids throughout the build process were very excited to to take part and 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 they stayed actively engaged in it so from the standpoint of if you like building legos if you like building things and, and and then making something work at the end of it like already I'm sold on this this product and then we built the fishing game uh, a couple days ago and that one it was like our second build it was a little bit easier uh but like the way that they're making mechanical elements out of cardboard and rubber bands and like string uh it's really impressive and the games are actually kind of fun so uh the I don't know I'm right now like my thumbs are up for a review on this uh yeah the the things i'm tentative about are how long the cardboard is really gonna hold up <laughs> All right. like and then what do we do with it if it if something breaks uh and then just really like how much fun are these things gonna be over time uh and and realistically like there is a there's an element to the software that we haven't really tapped into yet which is like the toy con garage or something like that where you can actually program your own interactions mm-hmm. and i haven't i haven't built my own interactions and i don't know like is the expectation that i go and just buy sheets of cardboard and cut things out for myself and invent new ways to play with it um because if that is the intention one really cool uh, but two like there are a lot of people that took like the connect when it first came out and used it for all sorts of crazy things. And I'm really interested if people are going to 
find a way to use the joy cons and the technology technology that's packed into those with IR cameras and motion sensors and somehow combine that and build their own things using that. I'm wondering if this has the potential to be a platform for, for more creativity than just what they're, they're packing in, in the little boxes. That is a good question. And, and I, I haven't messed with the labo labias. I haven't, I haven't done (laughs) it. Uh, well, okay. So for someone that hasn't like, is there any interest for you in this? Like I, me, I, I'm enjoying doing it like together with my kids. And it's not something that I, I would have just grabbed and like wanted to build all by myself. But like, I am enjoying the fact that my kids are getting to make the things. And then, then, and then once they're built, it's not just like done and they put it on a shelf like most of the Legos behind me. Like it's, <laughs> they're actually, it's something they can interact with and play with. Yeah. You, you say that and I, I built a TIE fighter. It's, it's up there. <laughs> uh, it, well, okay. Here, here's, here's my question. And I was going to ask this question a, a while, a while back, but it was, you, you talked about building it with, with your kids. How, how easy is it for them to help build this stuff with you? Like Legos, you know, there's like those little little tiny pieces that like <laughs> like single pieces where you're like, okay, here, let me use my tensile strength and, <laughs> and finish that for you. Like, how is it is it is it easy easy for them to help out, or is it basically you doing it and them them watching you and you being like, here, pop this out of the 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 template and I'll. Put there are elements of both, and there are parts where my controlling nature (laughs) has to let go so um realistically like the way that the build element of the game is set up is it shows you every fold every like and you can you can move like have you ever been building a lego and you wish you could see like the other side of the picture that they're giving you because you're like Okay, it says it goes there, but what what exactly like where what yeah, exactly what, what does that actually look like from the other side? Yeah, and that's the cool thing about the switch is you can completely zoom in, zoom out, rotate like every piece as you're building it, okay. and slowly like fast forward and rewind through the build process. So, so the instructions are actually on the switch that that you're that yes you're okay yes yeah um and so there there were parts and I think the first one was a lot of me trying to do it to try and get a feel for it. And then Mm -hmm. like them, I'm being like, okay, here, take this and fold this piece or, or do this. And then I'll snap it together. Um, the, the second one, the second like major build that we did with the fishing one, um, there was a lot where like I handed it to Sienna, my, my six year old. And she, she was like, oh, okay. So I fold this like this and she'd like make a box and then there would be a second box that she'd have to build. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I got this. This mm-hmm. is how I did the last one. And we kind of, and she was just like making the folds. And then, we, and like sometimes I gotta, I gotta like make sure the piece goes in <laughs> yeah. just the right way or whatever, make sure that tab actually locks into place. And then, like with the fishing game, there's a spool that you build mm-hmm. and then wrap string around it for the fishing line. And it's held in with two rubber bands like inside of a housing. Um, that sort of stuff. I just kind you, of make sure I, that everything is, <laughs> is in there the right way so that things don't get gummed up as they're trying to play. But yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think, it, I think it's interesting and, and I'm, and I'm quasi interested in, in it. And I, I, 
if if I if I was at a Target or I was at uh, a mall and I saw it, I would probably be tempted to pick it up just to just to, to look at it and 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 try it out. I will say that I, I saw a video yesterday. Forget who who did this video. They might have been somebody who worked for like EA or or Rick and Morty. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> they 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 had built the the keyboard, which you haven't done yet, and then they they plugged it into a computer through the you know a mixer, and then they they made music, and then they mixed it, and then they made a, a complete song out of that. Uh, <laughs> never mind my kid. Like I'm interested in in that because you know I, I need a I need a little mini keyboard I need something other than what I have sorry oh geez you're gonna <laughs> want to mix that one uh, uh, before the, before we publish yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I but got yeah it. no I I totally I totally get that and this is labia <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> well well I'll have to I'll have to actually build the keyboard and see if I can get it hooked up to my to my recording computer. Uh, for our next episode, and we can we can have a jam sesh. Yeah, jam. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, two two musicians jamming yeah. out. Uh, but uh, you know, o- overall, I I do I do uh, think this is a cool product, and it's it's a perfect thing for Nintendo to put out because realistically, Nintendo has gimmick. built a reputation gimmick. Tendo. <laughs> yeah, well, you could say gimmick, but I think that they have the freedom to take chances to take risks and the switch is surprising a lot of people with the flexibility and the just the quality of the system itself and the, and the things that that you can do with it uh i i am really enjoying it it's we've only had it for a few months but it's it's a the portability of it i've taken it when i'm traveling yep, yep. um but it's 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 a it's a, a system that we still gravitate towards in the house and uh, and this is just another way to use it. It's it's not like every game Nintendo is going to come out with is now going to come with a cardboard construction set. Right. But the fact that it is something that is possible that you could do on top of the existing hardware, uh, I think is pretty neat. I I don't I don't want to talk too much about the Switch, but I'm glad I I'm glad I bought one. I don't play it that often, but just it it's a much better system than, than the Wii U was. And it's, it's absolutely, it's, it's, it's the best system. Uh, I'll even go before the, the Wii, like the Wii, it was all right, but it was, it was more of the kind of, it was just kind of a gimmick, right? The Nintendo 64 is, is the best system that Nintendo's had in the, uh, before the switch. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with okay. you. Uh, I, I, I never owned a GameCube. There are a lot of GameCube fans out there. Oh, uh, I did. I did. I did but, have Rogue Squadron though. That was a badass game. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no, I, and and I would say that a lot of the things that have been implemented in the Switch, um, the Wii, and almost to a lesser extent the Wii U, those things were precursors to to make what the Switch has become yeah. possible. Yeah. Like every everything that Nintendo has done through their mobile gaming with the DS and 3DS and all of those things. It's all lit up. Um, it's all kind of come together to this, this one console. That's, that's kind of the best of, of all aspects. I, so, I, was, I was talking yeah. smack about all the consoles and then I forgot about all like the 3DSs and all that stuff like that, which <laughs> some people I think would argue that those are the best systems, but uh, okay. Well, 
thank thank you. I I do want to I do want to try the the Labo, and I, I probably will someday if I see it on sale. Yeah. yeah and big question I have, and and maybe maybe there's a listener out there that purchased the the robot mech suit uh, version. <laughs> uh, I I have no knowledge about. I know that it's one set, right? Like the whole thing comes together for one purpose to make you a robot. Um, but I want to know what that game is really like. Because if it's just like a mini game where you're like smashing <laughs> buildings or something, I feel like that would get old really fast. And 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 um, I think that the yeah, while a lot of the games with a variety pack mm. are not full fleshed out games, they are cool little experiences yeah. that you can revisit, especially as a kid. And and that's and that's really what this is marketed yeah. towards as kids anyway. Uh, well, there'll just be a lot of uh, <laughs> mech suits at Tampa Comic Cons. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I do. I do have two more things. These will be real quick. The the Brandon Brandon the Thunder game's on. Is I it, mean, is it really? It's so on. But uh, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm with you. I'm with you <laughs> that, through to the end. That, I just want the listeners to know that that is my level of commitment to podcasting. That's that's one is thing. Th- that that that's one Thunder thing playoffs is happening right now. Yeah. No, uh, Kevin Durant. He's such a badass. D- <laughs> he who should not be named. Uh, okay, the Brandon Cruz. Uh, we we haven't talked about this minute. <laughs> uh, it is I, I watched Annihilation, the Natalie Portman sci-fi movie. I'm not I'm not gonna not gonna get into details because Travis hasn't seen it. But I will say that it is a good movie. It will confuse the f out of you, <laughs> and it is it is hardcore sci-fi. It is it's good. I recommend it. Uh, okay. And then the last thing is. I watched two documentaries. One, I watched the Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers and me documentary. Oh, I haven't watched part of it. Uh, it's, I'm not a huge fan of it. I I like Mr. Rogers. I I, like, he's just, he's just a genuinely good person who it's, it's, you know, there's, there's no one like him anymore. And there should be because he's a wonderful person, but the documentary itself has other people talking about him. And, I don't care about those other people. They're they're like they're I don't know, they're they they're like they're talking about him but they're talking about them themselves and their experiences with him and it's just kind of meh. It's not a well crafted documentary. But mm, okay. But a good crafted documentary. And yes, I'm not I'm not you know I don't I don't full out cry, but I you know I get tear teary eyed. The Andre the Giant documentary that's on fucking HBO, it is so, it is so good, and I'm excited to watch it. I wanted to watch it. It was one of those like silver linings where I was like, yes, well, I'm I'm gonna renew HBO for a little while, so at least I'll get I'll get to watch that <laughs> Andre the Giant documentary it, too. It is so solid, and I'm not a I'm not a huge wrestling fan, you know. Bob Carroll, who may or may not listen to this <laughs> podcast anymore, longtime listener or at least follower <laughs> on social media. He, you know, he huge wrestler, and I always, you know, make fun of him for liking wrestling. There, there's a part in the Andre the Giant documentary where they're talking about uh, WrestleMania three, which is where Hulk Hogan went against Andre the Giant after they made Andre the Giant a heel or, or the villain, and okay. it. I didn't know that I would ever get emotional about, <laughs> about a WrestleMania event. And in hindsight, just the, the behind the scenes of it, it just, 
I mean, it's 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 something else, man. I I, re- wow. I, I recommend okay. it for anybody who who uh, if you know who Andre the Giant is, you should you should watch the documentary. Yeah, and if you don't, uh, watch the documentary and then go watch A Princess Bride because <laughs> classic, Cla- classic, classic. They 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 do talk about Princess Bride, so. They don't. They don't and, skip over and, that and, portion of his life. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> anyway. uh, all right. Well, I think that's our time. Yeah. Uh, we won't talk about intramural volleyball or anything, anything like that that's <laughs> going on. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we we have been very busy, and uh, and as 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 you could tell from all the things we had to discuss, a uh, lot of a lot of pop culture type things happening right yes. now. Summer is on the way. Uh, it's going to be May. Uh, hope, hopefully everybody's everybody's uh, warmed up for, across the country and uh, thanks for listening and if you have anything that you're you're involved in or, or that you think we should discuss on the show make sure to hit us up uh, leave a leave a review on on your podcatcher of choice if you haven't so far and uh, and yeah that's that's pretty much it thanks thanks for listening and until next time I'm Travis and I am Brandon thank you so much bye bye you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours activities excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.